Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome to another edition of the Heart of the Matter podcast and video cast. I'm your host, Josh Hellman. We appreciate you guys being here. Like always, we always like to shout out to people who have listened and watched. Please uh, share the episode. Um, if you do like it, you know, if it's spoken to you, it's going to speak to someone else. So we just want to keep blessing people with this. But we do want to say we, we're very appreciative of you um, watching and listening. Um, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever else podcasts are. And then we also have the YouTube channel where you can watch watch us. Um, we're going to try to get our videos up on more video websites like Rumble and stuff. And I don't know if we're there yet, but eventually we will be. Um, and then you can visit our website at 12stones.media. We have some resources on there for uh, Christians like uh, apologetics, um, retreat centers uh, that are hosted by Christian people. Um, what else we got? We, uh, there's, there's tons of stuff on there. If you want to give, we have different like missionary things like overland who marks a part of that you can uh, give to and all that stuff um we have our churches podcast on there and then we also have a link to our merchandising uh, store which again repping the merch here our pray station shirt um prayer has no limits so if you want like ingenious ways to be able to reach out to people and they come up to you and say oh that's a cool playstation shirt and then they realize it's not and then it's a conversation uh, starter so we have different shirts and mugs up there and we'll be dropping more merchandise here in the future um, but you can go to that link uh, through the the website um, and you know buy or donate we have a donation link so if you feel that you'd like to give to our ministry um you know we want this to be a broad ranging impact for for media so uh, eventually we'll get into skits and movies and music and stuff so um we got a lot of a lot of ideas uh cooking in the kettle so and one day they'll pop um so yeah but just appreciate that i'm gonna now and introduce my co Hosts John Vandaloo, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Sitting at my right hand. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going pretty good. How's your day? Good so far. I mean, I, I get dragging myself up early. Yeah. This morning, I yeah. know like nine o'clock's not that early, but this summer has been this last month. I don't know what it is, but like our whole family has been just like sleeping in. Yeah. So it's not a great time to be sleeping in right yeah. before school starts. They got to get <laughs> swung yeah. back into the other side, getting up early. <clears throat> it's like I, I wake up at like 430 almost every day for work. So like on my yeah, sleeping in like, days, I like I slept in till 6 a.m. today yeah, and I yeah. felt great. So, yeah. And then, you know, just for like what's going on in my life, too, with uh, foster care is getting real, mm -hmm. we're real close. Like we have to like sign a piece of paper, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. we have to like download something and like sign it. And like uh, our social worker is going to come by and do like that's like the last thing, though. So are I you guys going to have like kids I have to put my gun ammo into a safe too. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That's like, but that's like, you know, take me like 10 seconds and then we have a kid oh. on the way kind of thing. Yeah. We could have a kid uh, before the end of this month. And foster care is different from adoption, right? And, and like what, what's different from foster care for those who might well, not know? Reunification is always the first priority of the state or the County. So, you know, we'll take care of a kid who whose parents are on a path to get right if the parents end up never you know you know if their life is really falling apart and they're not trying or they go to prison whatever it might be there could be all there could be all kinds of scenarios death in the family but reunification is always the first goal of foster mm -hmm. kids so you take care of them for a season uh, until their parents are healthy and able to yeah. you know according to the county appropriately take care of the kids yeah. so then they go back home and then you help with like visitation so i'm gonna my life is gonna be actually be revolving around you know um dates where you actually take the the foster kid to the family mm. and so you're i'm gonna be spending time you know having relationships and new contacts new phone numbers you know depending on who's in the house and you know who their family is and you know reunification if that falls through then it becomes yeah adoption and me and my wife's conviction is kind of like you know the lord said a pure religion is to take care of orphans and widows and to remain undefiled from the world so you know we're probably our conviction at this point is <clears throat> we'll adopt who's ever available to adopt not like we're going to be picky or choosy it's not a store you know you're not picking mm -hmm. a kid 
like it's a store. You just yeah. take who need, who's available to take. He's got the good genes. And that's actually kind of my, that's kind of like, and I don't mean to like speak out against people who adopt children from other places and other countries and stuff. But, you know, there's like 2000 kids in foster care in like the Chippewa in Chippewa, hmm. you know, and we're like running. I know that like we need to give all children a life. Right. We need like it's, there's nothing wrong with like you going to like, China, yep. India, Africa and like, you know, adopting a kid like there's a place and a call for that. Right. But, you know, my personal conviction is there's a need right here, right now. We, you're not going to pick your kid out of like a lineup. Mm-hmm. It's just whoever is available that the Lord wants you to, yeah. you know. So that's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like me and my wife's conviction on that. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's going to be happening really soon. So like our lives could get a real shake up here soon. Yeah. Quick shout out to our church too. Um, our church harvest time is hosting uh, Royal Family Kids here this next week. Yeah. And that that's a huge organization from what I've heard that like their impact is huge. Like they take foster kids right and yep, kids all, who are all foster yeah. kids in the system locally and they they get to experience a week just like out in the woods or Where they're treated yeah, like royalty. yeah and so it's like something that they've never experienced before so i hear like all these transformative stories and stuff so i know mark is going to be a part of that he's gone this week uh down to my home state of indiana uh, to do something oddly enough with farming in, you know, that's like all Indiana is my, Indianapolis and farming. Yeah. My wife, my wife participated in the Royal family kids last year. Uh, we were unable to this year. It's just mm-hmm. hard when you have your own kids, Yep. you know, like mom's away for five days, six yeah. days, you know, yeah. like we have our, I know she's helping other kids who don't have moms. So like my kids can get through it, but you know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. is, it is like an added layer of yeah, like, you know, yeah. She got to take off work and we got to watch, you know, I got kids for the whole week by myself, which is yeah. fine. I'm totally okay with that. But yeah, you have kids. It's it just, yeah, it's just an added layer. Dynamic, yeah. 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 And we're getting ready to actually foster kids like full time. So, yeah. Yeah, no. That, and, and that's great. You know, maybe part of her experience with Royal Family Kids led into, you know, her wanting to adopt. We were too. already before that. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a two or three year process. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, it's coming to fruition here soon. Yeah. Well, on my other hand, sitting at my left hand is uh, Jose Ortiz. What's up, bud? Chilling. Good day. Praise God. Woke up. Intend to go to sleep. Intend to wake up again. Yeah. <laughs> Good time to be alive. Very exciting. You see the Lord moving amongst the people. How blessed it is to dwell with brethren in unity. Yeah. Came to pick you up, and uh, you were on your, uh, what, what would you call that, a scooter? Electric or? skateboard. Yeah. Just put some new stuff on it. Smooth, running, cruising. You said you could get yeah. that thing up to like 20 miles per hour? Yeah, Faster give it to a younger kid. You could probably hit 30. Oh, man, that's just <laughs> yeah. insane. I'm good at 20. I, I, think, I think I would rather drive a motorcycle than one of those because I don't know if I would be able to control it. It was fun and practicality, like I said. I, well, it's like surfing right. around the city. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's kind of a <laughs> fun idea. I, I used to skateboard, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I could handle that. I've been in half pipes with a skateboard. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. That's, that's out of my element. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it, but I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't doing I wasn't like, you know, Tony Hawk, but <laughs> <laughs> Is there someone uh, somewhere people can reach you? I know you do live videos and stuff and you were ah, at uh, like open mics. God is with us. Open mics lately, Tuesdays. It's kinda it. I'm not a really social person. I'm involved with the guys. I kind of support everything that these guys are about. Did you just say you're not a very social person? Not like... Uh, <laughs> social media? Yeah, that's what no, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm a very social person. I just... I'm not like... Old school, grassroots. Yeah, social, you know. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to be more, uh, you know, dedicated or deliberate about like taking pictures and then looking back, like posting them on like Instagram. Like, oh, I did this because everybody else is doing it. I try to like... Hey, I'm not just sitting here twiddling my thumbs because a lot of people will see me Sunday and see me the next Sunday and not really realize, bro, I'm on this like journey. I'm out mm-hmm. here. I'm doing things. Yeah, I'm listening to people. Dude. I'm talking to people. Yeah. Like you're saying, living a pistol, right? You know, yeah. It's like, right. Yeah, yeah. Show yeah. the, the story. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you do stuff with like some people might know not know that you do stuff with music, right? You play yep. guitar. Google Optimist Kind and see what you find. It's all me. Yeah. What do you do? Any other intru- uh, uh, instruments other than guitar? Or? I will throw down a beat, freestyle cipher, but it's mainly guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have guitar. pre-Christian content on there? Pre-Christian. Yeah, a few things. So like, barely anything made it through. 
Okay. My Just for like people Thursday. people listening, if they do reach out, like there might be, you know what I mean? Like steer people's minds. Man, if you want to see a journey, check out my TikTok. It literally chronicles <laughs> just like my last, like this beginning chapter of my life where I've fully surrendered to God post a very traumatic relationship occurrence to me and sort of re-entered into that covenant with a lot more force, a lot more dedication and a lot more mercy and truth and grace than I ever have had before mm. because there has been the drive to speak truth the, the drive to surrender to truth but then the unknowingness of the uncertainty of the the actual moment thinking oh the holy ghost is out there ruling god's out there ruling the father's out there ruling it's just me and my thoughts alone on the earth and they help me sure but it's just me it's like well revelation he's been with you the whole time yeah yeah ministry yeah, the reason why I bring that up is because people might... It's easy for Christian uh, audience to yes. judge, you know? So yes. it's like, well, we got to listen to, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to judge yes. the Apostle Paul for when he's raiding houses, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or are you going to obey mm-hmm. the Lord when he tells you to go lay hands? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yep. one of those things where it's so easy to be in our Christian bubbles. And, yes. like, well, I'm not going to listen to this yeah. this guy's opinion on a podcast because yeah. I heard him say a swear word on one of his old songs. Yeah. You know, whatever that yeah. might be, you and know what I mean? So I, I guess, like, we want to get to the heart of the matter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what we're here and what we're about and that we're not we're not perfect mm-hmm. uh the lord is perfect renewing our minds transformed in christ yeah. called to be something greater than we ever thought a new yeah. creature even mm-hmm. it, it's so weird too because in our we've again in the church let culture dictate how we react to people you know like it, this is something that's again we use the term churchianity or religion where it's like the religious spirit would say like you know oh you look different than what I expect a churchgoer to go. And it's like, well, what's, what's your model? Are you thinking like the Southern Baptist, I'm in a suit and tie, like I've got a haircut, I've got Mm -hmm. two kids and a wife and Mm -hmm. I go, you know, every Mm -hmm. day on Sunday, like, cause yeah, there's a lot of people that don't look like that, but they don't give the grace like we're talking about here to, to, to develop. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people that got mad at like a certain president because he said he got saved, whether or not he did, that's not up to me. That's between him and God. Mm -hmm. But they look at their whole life before that and say, well, yeah, but he did all this stuff. It's like, that's not the standard by which we judge someone on whether they're saved or not. It's like, we're not supposed to do that at all. We're just supposed to try to get them closer to God. It's, it's their heart and their personal conviction and their life with Jesus Christ. Now post that, you know, we can help come along and say, Hey, you know, if you're in Christ, like, I don't see this as is beneficial and stuff, but anything Mm -hmm. before that, 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 that's gone now. Like Mm -hmm. that, that was like a, a a previous life. That's the old, the new has come. You have the robes of righteousness. I think of it too is like, it's so easy in modern, like technology specifically to like, like that guy who called out that other guy in Facebook I was talking about before, you know, the Bible, like the Lord says that we should, you know, if we have a problem with a brother, we go to them alone, like one on one first. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't listen to you, then you take two or three witnesses mm-hmm. with you, which those two or three witnesses should be right. People who are mm-hmm. mature in the faith mm-hmm. too, not mm-hmm. just someone who agrees with your opinion. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's got to it's got to match up with the word of God. Right. And we get we get we get hung up on, you know, like someone calling me out on Facebook. Um, this wasn't too long ago, but I, I, I literally said, like, you're not someone that I would ever listen to anyway, because you're not my spiritual authority. You're just another person. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you're not giving me a doctrinal theology mm-hmm. to be able to like make me actually feel convicted about this either. So it's like you're you're just feeling a certain way and calling me out. Yeah. But see, I have I have people above me that I would go and ask. Yeah. You know, I, I have um, the um, you, we have an umbrella, right? That's yeah. why we we have to stay in line in alignment yeah. with spiritual authority on Earth, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's important to be part of a, a church community, a body like your pastor is your uh, is a part of your spiritual protection, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what does my pastor feel about this? Yeah, like you should go talk to him then, mm-hmm. right? And like, it's so easy to be like a lone wolf and like mm-hmm. to do things on our yeah. own. I know you've struggled, you've pr- oh, maybe yeah. not struggled oh, with no. it, but that's something that you, that's your background, yep. right? So, <clears throat> just like that, yeah, that importance to to come under that spiritual authority, and that's like mm-hmm. a, a reason why pastors will be judged. Harsher. harsher you know mm-hmm. it's like they do have more authority like what are you preaching from the pulpit how are you leading your sheep mm-hmm. you know so 
Just yeah. uh, my two cents out there. Yeah, because I'm not going to listen. That, I'm not going to go uh, like like my pastor yeah. believes that we all have the ability to speak in tongues. I believe that. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm in alignment with my with my mm-hmm. overseer. Mm-hmm. You know, so if someone some dude from Kansas gets on and calls me out and says you're a false teacher or whatever it is, like you're saying, I'm not gonna, I'm not taking your, I'm taking your words with. A big old grain, grain of salt, salt. Yeah. because you're not my spiritual authority, and I don't, I don't, I don't agree with your interpretation yeah. of that scripture at yeah. all. Um, so, just for an example, I'm using that. Yeah, but, yeah, because like you said, it's it's good to have a balance of not just one person too. You always got to have that church body because sometimes it's good to get outside opinions so it doesn't end up being like you know those people who. Have, like you think it was Jim now, Jones that you, they followed down to like South America and oh, drank yeah. the Kool-Aid, you know? So we're not saying that yeah, like, no, no, you, no. you don't no, like, you don't do like you said, if your preacher is you, preaching yeah. wrong. Get out of there for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? But some people would say like, Oh, well, if he preaches that everyone can pray in tongues, then obviously he's preaching wrong. Yeah. It's like, well, hold up a sec, <laughs> yeah. which is why I sure, you know, you shared that video. Yeah. I shared that video on Facebook the other day of that objective breakdown of, you know, first Corinthians 14, two and, and acts two, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This this podcast episode is not about tongues, but it might be. It might, yeah, it might be. The Lord really wants to get this out. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because yeah, we were talking about some of that stuff. Um, but you know, it's so easy to it's so easy to like sit and yell and 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 create division. Uh, on Facebook or on social media platforms, when the Lord, you know, like today, you know, this guy shared this clip of kind of a kind of a known false preacher even mm-hmm. though i think he has i'm not going to use his yeah. name i'm not i'm not even going to use his name right mm-hmm. now but he's kind of renowned for being like a uh, a false teacher or a faith guy and he has repented from my understanding and i believe he is a brother in christ and it it we still what what's the word for it the internet is a is a room full of parrots you know, everyone just kind of mimics and says, mm. and, and we, it's really easy to just be like, well, he's obviously a wolf in sheep's clothing mm. now because he's sharing this guy who my teacher said was a false teacher. And then we just create more division in this. Mm-hmm. And this man particularly today said, you know, like, may your soul rot in hell. Mm. And it's like immediately, and I, my, my spirit doesn't bear witness to words like that, no. you know, so this man mm-hmm. believing that he's operating from a power of the Holy spirit and a power of God's vin- righteousness and his judgment towards this, he's actually not walking in love. And it's like, that is so important for us to understand. We like Paul said, <laughs> Paul, Paul said the opposite of that. I would, I would glad I would mm-hmm. go to hell in order for my brothers to receive mm-hmm. salvation. Mm-hmm. So we don't want anyone to go to hell. No, God mourns, God cries over mm-hmm. souls that yeah. fall, that go mm-hmm. there. So for us to like wish that upon someone because they're teaching wrongfully, that is not the spirit of the Lord. Um, so yeah, we just need like a check in our souls, check in our heart. Are we, are we, you know, operating? Do we desire to make disciples? Are, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Yeah. For they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who make peace. Yes. And the uh, people, if people are wrong, they're wrong. You know, it's like if, mm-hmm. if you go to that person and they don't they don't listen to you and you take witnesses and they don't mm-hmm. listen to you you know well do they even go to your church like yeah. are they a part of your immediate brotherhood mm-hmm. if not then what else is there to do there's nothing pray for them pray for those mm-hmm. pray for your enemies even mm-hmm. bless those that yeah. per- they curse pray you for you know they bless treat them as if yep. they were sinners that you were trying to reach i think that's yeah. what the bible talks about even when like they're part of the church member and you're supposed to kick them out it's not like kick them out and keep them out it's like no it's like they're just not a part of your your body anymore you have to try to treat them like you would anybody else who's lost because yeah, so if he that's was, our so true if he was, desire yeah so if he was walking around still listening to the teacher like maybe he's not eating at your table privately anymore having those those deep communal mm-hmm. um prayer sessions with this man you know what i mean that's because that's what the early church was like, right? Mm. Really personal mm. house, vi- like mm. house meetings and like deep, mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. intimacy with one another. Mm-hmm. That man's not part of that anymore. Even though what's awesome is that man actually repented. And, and we know that from second Corinthians, yep. you know, when Paul rewrote yep. them, like I heard <laughs> that this man repented and you guys repented to like praise the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, when you kick someone out, you're not you're not barring them nah, dude, the from opposite. being able to. And that's what a lot of church in America has done. Yeah, and it's really sad because you're taking. Like, what do you mean? You, it's, this isn't a club. Yeah. This isn't a. <laughs> yeah, I don't run this. Yeah, I ain't the president in charge of this. No. Well, we always like to cut cut things out, right? We always like to read the short little scripture, you know, like cast him out of your church. It's like, but treat him as you would like a sinner, someone that you're trying to reach, you know? And it's like, we, we a lot of times like to cut off like the redemption part of things, which is the, the whole point of Christianity. A lot of times people will always say, you know, like they focus so much on the cross, but they don't focus on there's a whole other it's part like, where Jesus walked out of the tomb and performed miracles afterwards and walked in the light. He walked in his new life. And so it's like, we just want to stay at the cross. Though. And it's like, that's important. Don't get me wrong. We have to stay submitted with our hearts at the cross, surrendering ourselves to Jesus. But that's so that we could walk in the fullness yeah. I that can't, we could take off our old robes. I can't help i can't help but think too and i know this is it's funny because i'm gonna say the prodigal son but it's funny though because like the story like paul telling the corinthian church to kick that man out and like handing him over to satan right it it, you it really is reflected in the story of the prodigal son right like the son is like literally eating pig slop Mm -hmm. like god's desire is because it says it like may (laughs) like his Mm -hmm. so his soul might be healed Mm -hmm. you know like this idea that if you go and hit rock bottom then the lord's power can come through and and actually bring him back so it's like the prodigal son if you're a church and you're kicking someone out and you're telling them they're not welcome there that is not a that is not of the spirit of the lord either Mm -hmm. because man the lord receives Mm mm-hmm and honors and throws a party for the person that comes back Mm -hmm. so you 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 should never permanently ban someone from church we can't we i don't even think we can't you're not supposed to ban think you the politics of american churchianity is 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 definitely a problem Mm -hmm. needs reform well it definitely comes out of a source of pride and and sin like we again we take something of god's that's good that he's instructed us and then we try to skew it oh don't you can eat of anything except well, we for this it, tree we take well, it too far yeah well well mm-hmm. did he really mean any tree you know again the first sin mm-hmm. is getting us to question god's word mm-hmm. so it's like oh well did he really mean that no nothing can pluck me from his hand did he really mean that i was saved and saved and going to be saved did did he really mean that i had the power of tongues or was it this you know like listen to that francis chan video where he's like you know my whole life i've been told yeah that's what he said but this is what was meant yeah that's what was said but this is what this meant and it's like this is what scriptures mean shouldn't i believe what the scriptures say but i'm being told by yeah but it's not exactly like that and then he experiences it and says no it is like that you know yeah. like it's why we have to become like children yeah mm-hmm. important yeah. it's important that we become like these little ones mm-hmm. To enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do children behave? Man, I could tell my parent, I could tell my kid anything. And apart from Google, they would, they would believe me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Lord told, and it's like, we, we are to be, what is it? Wise as serpents, but gentle as yep. doves. So, I mean, we are to be like smart. I mean, we are like, we have human minds, mm-hmm. but when your intelligence and your understanding begins to twist and contort mm-hmm. your logic. Well, it's only logical that God doesn't heal everyone because not everyone gets healed when I pray for them. Yeah. It's like, but we forget the billion other things that it could be. Mm-hmm. The enemy, a stronghold, a curse, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sin. Sin can prevent us. That's why, the, that's why yeah. in James he says, come and confess your sins so that yep. you might be healed. Yep. You know? So, I mean, people will read that like, well, that's just for, that's just spiritual healing. No, it was physical healing too, because it says who is sick among you. Yeah. Come bring them to the elders so that they might be anointed and healed. Yeah. So, I mean, we have this, it'd be really easy to sit back and have this theology, but, but no, we're not to interject butts every single Mm -hmm. time the Lord says to do something, Mm -hmm. just do it as children would. Mm -hmm. Yep. Something that popped up in my mind. I want to talk to you about your um, your testimony a little bit more because we didn't dive into it last time. But just really quickly, when you're saying like children, it's so true too. Because what do they say about praying? Never cease, right? And children always are bugging you, right? Yeah, <laughs> but in a good way. To, yeah, yeah. They, they're well, asking you questions. <laughs> Sometimes not in a good way, like when you're in the bathroom and you want like two minutes of peace, and they're like, "Daddy, daddy," and just banging the wall. But like you know. 
never cease. We should constantly be asking our father for things. Because when we were kids, who did we go to for... Oh, it's everything. Any, anything. Advice for food, for sustenance, you know, for, for a house and stuff. It's things we didn't even realize. We just... It's either dad or mom. Like, they're the ones that, that bring me my comfort, um, you know, my, my justice, whatever it is. I have to go to them. Um, and so, you know, that's... That, that's like a kid, right? We're coming to God like a kid. Like, I constantly need to be praying to God. I need to constantly be going to my father for these things. Mm-hmm. And that, that's part of we being to, a family. We have to ask the right... I, I know we want to get into more Jose here, but, you know, we have to ask the right things, too. You know, I've heard people say, speaking on healing, and this has just been a topic I've been discussing with my wife a lot, and just in general, talking about and researching and reading and, and praying about, but just... You know, people will pray for someone to be healed and they won't see the healing, but they didn't ask for other things. They didn't ask for tools or resources that the Lord would like to give them um, Mm -hmm. so that healing might be released. And I know that people are going to have like a theology debacle with me saying this, but I've seen it firsthand dozens of times. Okay. And if I've seen it dozens of times, anyone can see it dozens of times. I ain't special. Right. <laughs> I've just been, I've just, been, I've just had, oh, I've just done some, of some obedience yeah, in certain yeah, areas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> at a high level. And I've seen, what I've seen is people having issues in their body, physical or mental, and there being a demonic spirit present hiding person didn't know about and a trauma that occurred in the person's life in mm-hmm. childhood mm-hmm. okay so like a four-year-old saw their dad hit their mom mm-hmm. that four-year-old now has a trauma and that trauma is now hidden in the soul and that four-year-old doesn't believe that the lord is good mm-hmm. that the, that person is protected mm-hmm. and that part of your soul remains Strong. with you yeah. your whole life Mm-hmm. Okay, and when you receive salvation, you receive new birth. Mm-hmm. Behold, all things are made new. Yeah. Well, this is a process. It's still a process because sanctification is still a process, yeah. right? So that thing hasn't been made new yet. You need to ask the Lord to bring that up to the surface. And I've seen this mm-hmm. firsthand. A person might have some major illness, disease, sickness, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. As soon as that four-year-old receives truth and yeah. revelation about that situation yeah. healing comes the demon loses the power the stronghold is destroyed and healing is released so it's not that god doesn't desire to heal you it's that we've made agreements with the enemy yep unknowingly and knowingly yep. and that prevents healing because we're choosing it to prevent healing and i know people are going to have a, a debacle with this but yep. i'm telling you i've seen it yeah. firsthand and that is why healing goes out from jesus that's why the centurion had faith that he's never seen before. Yep, yep. It's because when we come to the Lord, actually believing like children, mm-hmm. that he is willing to do it all. Mm-hmm. He will. Mm-hmm. He really will. Yeah. It is his heart's desire for us to be healed. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is his heart's desire yes. for us to be spiritually healed, yeah. totally healed, for yeah. our hearts to be completely mended. It is his will for death to be totally defeated. It is his will that none shall perish, that all shall inherit the kingdom of God. It is his desire, right, to give us gifts. Yeah, he's a father. It is his Mm -hmm. desire for us Mm -hmm. to pray in tongues. Mm -hmm. It is his desire for you to prophesy. It is his (laughs) desire for you to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. It is his desire to see you not doubt. Yeah. And be tossed to and fro on yep. the waves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because anything you ask, you know what I mean? Like you're not you're not gonna see the Lord do amazing things if you doubt. And mm-hmm. this is a toughy this is a touchy subject because people think that we need to have some magical strong faith. Like, yeah. oh well, you didn't have enough faith yeah. to see that. That's sin. That's wrong to say yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't have enough seed. faith, then use the word of God and the sword of the spirit to produce faith. Rhema, mm-hmm. speak what the Lord wants to speak mm-hmm. in that moment so that their faith might be increased mm-hmm. through the Father, because only through him do we have faith. And all we need is some faith of a mustard seed in order to ask God to send a mountain into the sea. So that's my poo. Yeah, Jose, most, kick it over to you. Amen. <laughs> I just had a lot back, of stuff man. to get out. Of, I wow. just had a lot of stuff to get out on this subject. So yeah, since so we were kind of hitting it, just wanted to you know ask you. I, I don't yep. know how far we got into your testimony, but just let us uh, 
know a little bit about you, you know, kind of where you're from and like your a little bit of your journey from non-Christian to Christian walk, like a little bit of history in that. I could even give you the moment at my childhood when I was brought to a traumatic sort of event where it began my uncertainty of things. And it was just really simply living in New York City and having a, an innocence about everything. And then having that innocence taken simultaneously, you're moving from city to city and you don't know what's in front of you. You don't know if it's good or not. And you become existential to the point of not trusting in God. And who the, you have trusted li- to that point. And as a little kid, yeah. you, your mind can't fully cope and understand that. No. And so when I look back at the things that I brought into my life that were degrading or detrimental or just not of God, they all have that characteristic of you were afraid of the future. You were afraid of a abandonment. You were afraid of a, a lack of commitment on something else's end. So you responded with bringing about something that you thought would solidify that only to watch it crumble right before your eyes, which is, which is horrible. It's frightening. It's, it's, it's being, it's, it's what's going to happen to everybody who's so certain their reality is real only to discover a telepathic zombie, zombie Jew is ruling everything. And I try to put that in the most character, like just layman's terms. Like that's what happened. A, a Jewish person, a, a man of that culture has actually ascended to the highest point of intelligence and consciousness because he was already there prior to his incarnation to, to, to visit with us in the flesh. And it's just that that feeling of having your reality ripped out of your hands. It's going to occur to every single person on this planet to a, to a certain effect. The thing is, is as a Christian, you are willingly giving that up, saying, I don't know what my reality is. It's established in you, Jesus. I can understand you. Therefore, I can understand whatever reality is coming from you. But when you try to bit by bit ascertain your world around you, you're going to make mistakes and the Lord has grace for that if you're in him. If you're not, it's, I think the, the, the honest thing is, well, that's how wickedness comes. It's doubling down on something that you're not so certain about. And then you believe this thing and you go out in it. Well, I'm sorry. There's only one thing to do with wickedness, and that's to put it away. If you're in sin, it's a little different because you haven't made up your mind about it. Well, you can refuse that sin. But wickedness is someone who's not refused sin and is living in it, which is what we all are prior to letting Christ into our lives, we're leading, we're, le- we're being led about by Brits and bridles through the Lord. So when I first got my bridle broken, it was 19 years old. I overdosed on drugs and I called upon the name of Jesus, specifically Emmanuel. And in that dark, empty void of utter loss, disparity and hopelessness, shame and guilt, more than I've ever felt in my life, more terror than I could have ever imagined uh, myself going through because I was in a state of unrepentance going down to a place where that's where the things that are unrepentant go. I still yet had something inside of me spurred to call upon the name of the Lord. And when I did so, he put me back into my body and spoke a word into my heart that I audibly heard from my heart as if my heart had ears. And it was from that point on, regardless of if I wanted to believe it or how much I believed it, there was just a foundation in me that was so solid that you couldn't remove it. Jesus Christ is Lord. That's it. Mm-hmm. So then it's like you go through, so like prodigal years then are like struggling, but that foundation is still there. Yes. That revelation was still there. Yes. And so it was a very interesting prodigal years for me because I knew that God was with me through all that bad stuff. I'd be sitting there doing bad stuff, being like, you're seeing this, aren't you? You're watching me go through this. You're watching my decisions. And he was... And he let me he let me go far, man. When I was 21, I did a handful of mushrooms and it wasn't out of any. I'm going to learn. It was no gratuity. It was I'm doing this drug to stimulate my body and I want to see what happens. And all the wrong things occurred and demons were manifesting before my sight, specifically of like the Hindu realm. And I just saw, like, you know, that seven-armed, busty lady that was blue and all, all that big mustache dude bleeding, Shiva. looking yeah. snakes and stuff. Yeah, all that gross stuff came to me, promised me things, and, like, became, went in me. And I had this feeling of just perverse defilement. And it was almost like, I, it's like if you haven't taken a shower in a few days, and it's like, well, if I don't take a shower, I'll just continue in this perversity. And I had that feeling. 
it's like i'm just going to continue in this perversity man the lord wouldn't even let that stay for like five minutes not even five minutes after this perverted feeling came over me uh i, I just broke down on my knees and the lord just hit me with a lot of conviction and he just hey man you just invited a whole bunch of demons into your life and you're going yeah. to destroy yourself so i know like when i first met you like i think you had talked about like kind of how you were moved around like you you went here and there kind of you were here for a little bit and then you kind of would um like disappear for a little bit at least from the group that you were with and then mm-hmm. you got to basically where you came to men's group and we got to kind of know you a little bit and um that was just such you know learning learning a little bit more about you and stuff you know some of the religious spirit stuff that i've dealt with in my past that you know had to kind of break like this you know the whole this guy doesn't look like a christian and stuff like that you know all that kind of stuff likes to come up and attach and say like well this guy's weird you know he Mm -hmm. he's got all this stuff Mm -hmm. and everything and i had to be like yeah but where's his heart at who's his heart for Mm -hmm. you know um so like tell us a little bit about that like what was that like more prodigal stuff where you would get connected with a group and then go about your own way or like was god moving you in certain ways honestly you guys have only known jose forward mode and (laughs) yeah you you really haven't seen my my backslide nature because it was about 2021 may 29th when i got baptized and then i did so again last april i'll explain that if you want but i think we talked about it on yeah. the first time you were with us yeah, yeah. we talked about mark. the double baptism yes yes mm-hmm. and because mark had his double baptism i had a double baptism yep. so we talked about it for a yep. bit but we did i had uno yeah not see, uno mas just i've actually uno. had like a few the <laughs> everyone's the double dip one, except me dude, I, four times when i was a child when i was growing up by this dude who ended up being just not in the right spirit i look back on it and it was really weird it was more of like i'm just repenting and i want to verify that and then i was baptized again at oasis and that was more of like a confirmation of like renewal because i just went through a very traumatic experience but the one that i really hold to is like well this is the one where the lord's met me he met me with his spirit and he actually endowed me with his holy ghost i got the gift of tongues a week prior was may 29th 2021 and i came out the waters dude i was speaking in tongues i was prophesying i don't even know it all but the whole church like people other people were baptized that day but the whole church ended up coming up to the front and just laying hands on me like like hundreds of dudes but just dozens of dudes just up there because we could just feel it all happening like a like it was such a a stimulating spiritual event it broke through any flesh parameters that we had set up any comfortable ideologies that we had made of wall for ourselves we're just like no this is happening we can see it happening to this person it's happening to us this is not from jose this is not a jose thing this is a god thing he's using this person as an instrument to show forth his glory his salvation from that point i'm that's when i met mark it was really yeah it's funny because there was a gideon involved too yeah i was praying with the gideon and he was just giving me his you know would you like to dedicate your life to Jesus? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's do it. So we're going through, and then uh, Mark comes up. We're praying, and as immediately as soon as Mark prays, puts his hand on me, the gift of the Holy Ghost begins to stir in me, and I'm just going 100% full steam. Continued on it till I got home. Continued that night, praying in tongues, like 12 o'clock at night. was just so happy to have, like, that a gift like a, a straight mm. gift that was like wow you gave me this it manifests it edifies yourself oh yeah it's unfruitful in understanding but it ed- it yes. does edify yourself ah so much so much <laughs> so. and i was struggling with that because prior i had received that gift about an hour prior from the laying on of hands but it was just there was so much people involved and so much drama of the moment involved i was beginning to doubt it but then here comes one person sent by the lord walking continues his way and now i know it's from the lord because it wasn't uh, a show it was a he confirmed it twice i saw that slide in church at harvest time there was a picture Mm -hmm. of you mark and a gideon yeah i think it was a gideon speaker i think i think one of the gideon it's just funny i was like oh that's jose like because i yeah i think i met you once before Mm -hmm. that or something like that or i heard about you through jenna i don't remember but it was just like 
you know, yeah. oh, there's Mark and Gideon and yeah. and and Jose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was speaking at church because he t- he used your story as an example, and for us that like, oh yeah, that Gideon. Yeah, that's the- funny because Gideon is from out of town. Like, yeah, he's in Eau Claire. And then he shared at our church, yeah. So we got to hear your story. Yeah. That story was, like, shared at Harvest Time, yeah. As an example to evangelize and be a Gideon and, and help out, like, what <laughs> <Yeah>. Gideons do. <laughs> yeah. So, like, to be, like, the hands I, feet of Jesus and, like, miracles are still yeah. happening. You I know? wish Mark could be here to tell his side, yeah. too, because it's pretty crazy that he was just walking around and happened to see you and go he over. He came from Dennis's baptism. Yeah. Dude Dennis was filled. Yeah. The same day, yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, how it's, all this yeah, stuff is yeah, connected. It's all, yeah. yeah. We're all, yeah, brothers, bro. Brothers. Those of you yeah. have heard Dennis's testimony, yeah. I think in episode twelve or or something. So yeah, um, but and then yeah. I met Dennis later, completely unbeknownst that you guys were even friends yeah. at yeah. all. Well, you know, the, the spirit's always at the move, right? <laughs> yeah, like there, God was, there was a deliverance that took place in the park <laughs> yes. too with you, Jezebel yeah. and Ahab. These two conglomerate entities that were filling my life. With footholds and stipulations and, bro, I've never seen anything like that come out of me. And then that was really the beginning. That was Dennis's first actual deliverance. Too. That was really so the this beginning really of a huge thing. So it's really interesting because he's done like 500, like, yep. he's like freed like 500 people already. And whatever I had was so deep that he began it there. And it honestly wasn't complete until this year in April when I got that yeah. second baptism. The whole thing there was just confirming mm-hmm. The things that had happened to me. Yeah, so people that believe that Christians can't have demons, Jose. Dude, it's complete Jose crap because I was honestly a Christian Spirit. before I got any demons. I was 19 years old when I said in my heart, I, I know what it is true. I know I'm a Christian. But to act it out, to believe it, to walk in it, to be free of demonic uh, footholds, another 10, 12 years. Yeah. Um, so, I, well, you probably had, you probably have generational ones still that were there from childhood. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, they like, weren't like enacted. I wasn't. Like, well, when I that's, received Christ that's, in my heart, man, that's I was a virgin, thing. I was pure, I was just... Yeah, that's the that's the thing, though, that's interesting, too, is I've found, um, not only from my experience, but from hearing other people's stories, too, and just identifying, yep. like, once you start seeing, like, like the spirit realm, a little yep. bit more walking in the spirit, you see how the enemy will attack, and he specifically will attack you when you receive gifts, or when you receive mm-hmm. an impartation of some, mm-hmm. of sorts. You know, it makes me, it even makes me think of Timothy, you know, Timothy had that, that, uh, that fear and Paul was like, you know, fan into flame the gift that I gave you for the, for you were not given a spirit of fear, but of spirit of power, love and a sound mind. So Timothy was dealing with something, right? He's dealing with, am I call, am I really called? I'm too young. I'm too young to be a pastor here. You know, I'm scared of what might happen, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I think, I don't know how much the text actually gives on what was going on there, but you know, the gift was given and then the spirit, there is this, a spirit that came against him, right? Yeah. And I've seen that in baptism specifically, mm-hmm. uh, when an individual, and I know someone close to me, I'm not going to say any names or anything, mm-hmm. but someone close to me like recently was baptized, and now they're struggling with really intense depression uh, yeah. and um, cutting and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's someone that needs deliverance as a Christian. It's a yeah. believer who has a spirit operating in their flesh, mm-hmm. it's nothing good dwells in the flesh. Nope. Mm-hmm. That includes darkness and yep. demons can operate yep. in the flesh. Our spirit is in the Holy of Holies with the Lord. Yep. Our flesh can still come under demonic attack. We could still have yep. give footholds yep. to the devil while yep. foothold is yep. in is yep. in the flesh. So this is our stand. This is our stance. Jose was and and yours was a big one because a lot of people at church. I mean, you're 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 a big one. Like mm-hmm. the slithering around, oh, yeah. demons coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So, Satan's and I think pe- people people will feel oh, a certain way about it. Like, could I possibly have a demon? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like you might feel like if I had one, well, that makes me feel, what's what's the word for it? Like stigmatized? Yeah. Yeah. Or like you're, you're a disgusting Christian yep. or you're an oh, unclean yeah. Christian. And that's like, it. oh man, that's, that's such a dangerous yeah. thing to yeah. get into because the Lord wants to set you free. Yeah. The Lord loves you equally as yeah. much as he loves any other child of his. And uh, there's no shame it's just in getting opposite, freedom. Man. Like there's no look, shame in it. Yeah, it's look how, what Lord the Lord freed me from. It's it's a, it's a bragging, right? It's honestly what I use it as. Like, dude, Lord freed me from insanity, <laughs> madness, bro. I'm <sighs> yeah, boasting the Lord and what He does. Yes, <laughs> it's true, bro. Like when the Lord, when Solomon's talking about his in wisdoms, he says, "I let my heart to know madness." This is a man who already knows the Lord, who's then giving himself over to madness. That is dangerous, and he talks about it. 
that's what happens to a lot of Christians if you do not upkeep your temple. It's, a, it's your reasonable service to upkeep this mm-hmm. temple. If you let the enemy get footholds in you, if you separate, isolate yourself from the body so long, you are giving the enemy a chance to attack. I literally feel it when I don't hang out with y'all, and I could have. Mm-hmm. Now I have to be more alert. Yeah, the fellowship. Now I have to be more on my tips because I just... I just bypassed a, a health pack if I'm in a level. And yeah, now I'm going yeah, in with go. less health. It's just what it is. Yeah, no, it's it just is. the reality it's of the situation. What fellowship is. I mean, it's so important. Like, you, you get those times where it's like, oh, I can skip Bible study this time or I can do this. And it's not that we do it to check off a box because that's just religion. Nope. But when you do it do, as a health pack. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you don't do it, then you're like, Oh man, I struggled. It's like just this morning, you know, having thoughts. I talked to you guys about that. It's like, I should have gotten in the word very first thing of the day, you know, getting into my prayer chambers with God. But what did I do? I got on Facebook. I just let my mind kind of slide. And then sure enough, you struggle with thoughts. Yep. Um, and it's like, oh, I don't want to yeah. be here. I, and I told God, you know, <laughs> yesterday, I would much rather experience you than experience the pleasures of my thoughts and what my fantasies are and like that's that's a place where it's like you know a lot of people they want that that intense feeling and stuff and it's like man and we talked about this before the the episode but if you stayed and obeyed with God, that end result, that feeling would be far greater than the intense pleasures this universe ever has to give. Because guess where they come from? God. He knows they're going to be pleasurable to us, but we're just approaching it in an ungodly way. So yeah. it's again, it's like Satan. He will come as an angel of light, but he's not the angel of light. And so yep. our desires will hide like the true fullness of Christ. I want to experience God in the fullness, yes. not in the slightest, not in a broken mere sense. I want to see the yes. reflection of Christ completely in me. Cause ultimately like right now we have this grace, but dude, it's ultimately just, you either have him or you don't. The fact that we can go through this type of format where we struggle like this it is his grace. There's nothing else. Yeah. You're either in kingdom of heaven at his table with all the other godly men and women who can survive this by his word, by his blood, by the testimony, by not loving their lives to the death, or you're cast out with all the murderers, the dogs, the thieves, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the adulterers. Right now we're given this grace. Right now we're given the ability to see and detect these things and to make a willing choice to go against the flesh and to admonish, to embellish the spirit, to really lift that up. Mm-hmm. And as and brothers... Oh man, I just want to say, yeah. just piggybacking off that, what's so amazing is that we as, we as children, we as holy ones, saints... We, we often look at the wrongdoing that we do instead of every time that we actually put de- to death the flesh. We don't even think about that hardly. <laughs> like, like, imagine, like imagine if instead of every time that you, you know, sinned in, the, in your thought, imagine every time that you've actually, by the, power of the Jesus, by the power of Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit, that you defeated the enemy. Because that's unnatural to mm-hmm. us like that's actually yes. a miracle to be able to yeah. do because in our sin we are bound to sin right we're born into sin and bound to it prisoners yep. of it mm-hmm. so when we actually conquer it even if it's just small things like it could be things that you just think are minuscule things yeah. you're actually proving christ to be real Mm-hmm. I also want to say too, like off of that, seeing a is mir- you're seeing a miracle. That's what yes. I'm trying to say. Yeah, yes. that, that whole like abstaining from the world and and our feelings too. That's that's a picture of what fasting is. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about you were mm-hmm. talking about your experience uh, yeah. with the fasting from mm-hmm. the the pizza and stuff you yeah. had. Where <laughs> sometimes it's just a, a recognition of saying like God and solidarity with like others who can't eat. Like I'm just realizing that there's people who don't have a luxury to do this and. And so, like, that's where the power of fasting comes in is it's like, you know, it's not just about doing it, but, like, what are you doing in that? Are you filling yourself with the bread of life? Yes. Not just bread. You're abstaining from physical bread, but are you filling it with the bread of life? And it's like, so... You, it puts you on this level where it's like you're taking away a natural comfort that is supposed to sustain and fill your body for a spiritual and supernatural one uh, that just puts you in a different realm. So, you know, fasting, getting rid of that, that's a picture of what our life is supposed to be, yeah. abstaining from yeah. the, the natural realm of things to experience the supernatural. Yeah. Start, start, like, putting physical hunger into your body to 
pulls you out of the flesh. Yeah, dude. Right? Like, like that's another reason to do it. I mean, I, I know the Bible says, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't give a lot uh, uh, as to why to fast. It just says, do it, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you're right. not going to do it when Jesus is with you. You do it to mourn until you be, get to be with him again. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because when you do fast, and the world does this, like agnostics, uh, people who are into mm-hmm. witchcraft, people are into Satanism, people into mm-hmm. New Age mm-hmm. and, and yoga mm-hmm. and Hindu stuff, mm-hmm. they'll fast in order to strengthen their spirit man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, there's people in the world that do 40 day fasts in order to experience spiritual things. Because mm-hmm. what happens when you're fasting is your spirit, which doesn't need food, mm-hmm. <laughs> pu- gets pulled out. You like it separates. It's spiritual. It's, muscle. Yeah. 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 We'll so, also say sp- people do fast uh, for diets too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if there's any spiritual, you know, thing there's with healing, that, there's healing properties to so. fasting too. Since we're just on this quick subject here, this little yeah. rabbit trail. But like when you actually fast, because your body has so many processes yes. and things that it's doing, yes. that when it's breaking down food, it's spending a lot of energy yes. and time doing that. So when you actually don't have any food to break down, it can spend its energy and mm-hmm. time healing your body. Mm. So like, consuming actually, something else. Yeah. Which is why we need to be in the bread of life. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. our, like you said, I think that's the, the number one thing that our body. I need to fast ex- again. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but isn't Here's that a like reminder, the. I need to fast. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone else. But isn't that the number one like energy, like costing thing to your body is to consume energy. Like it's consuming food. That's like the biggest like energy consumption of your body is to like break down food. And so like, you know, it, it's like. Basically, instead of consuming a physical need, you're now spending your time hopefully consuming a spiritual need. That's why you need to eat uh, calorie-negative foods. Mm -hmm. Like a four-inch stock of celery actually burns through the calories. It reminds me of Galatians. Having begun in the spirit, (laughs) do you now desire to be perfected in the flesh? The whole fasting thing is is to remove the flesh so that you can greater encounter in the spirit. Like yeah, did that's you, the whole point. I was talking to my wife about this. Like, what a lot of Christians don't know or don't understand, or or refrain from even going down this path out of fear of like New Age, yep. or witchcraft. Yep. Is that we are spirit beings, and we do, and we can have like spiritual encounters with the Lord in the spirit. Big time. Not that we dictate that. Not that mm-hmm. we like make God bend our will. But the fact is, we are seated with Him yes. in the heavenly realms, and we can approach His throne with boldly so like if we're already with him in the heavenly realms what you're that's i take that as a literal statement like we Mm -hmm. are actually literally seated with him in the heavenly places not as a metaphor not as a simile but as a literal thing um our spirits are united with the lord just as one that's what jesus prayed in john 17 that we would be united that we would be together that we'd be one Mm -hmm. Just as the Father and Christ are one. Man, they are pretty one. And they're pretty one, I would say. Uh, they are pretty one. That's one of the topics that we're about to talk to once yep. we get like through this. I think series. I am a citizen of heaven is like oh, our okay. next. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Know, so this is a little, I am seated at the throne is like a one part. Yeah, so I'm giving a little preview. Spoilers, <laughs> Spoilers little preview for well, it. We, we were supposed to do one last episode on complete, which we'll probably do next week. Um, but like. You know, I wanted to make sure yeah. we got to talking to him and Amen. spirit led. But, but what I was going with that is that there are and I've had conversations that I've had my own to um, not a ton, but a little bit. Some like mm-hmm. where I've actually I've seen angels. I've experienced mm-hmm. like when I was slain in the spirit, I was slain in the spirit, quote unquote, slain, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you want to say that is. My physical body didn't have anything to do with this moment mm-hmm. besides fall to its knees yes. and worship. Yes. And my spirit then had an experience yes. in the in the heavenly realm yes. with the Lord. Um, yeah. The things I saw, the the, the emotion yeah. that I felt oh, with bro. the Lord. Oh, bro. And yeah. that's because my spirit is with the Lord in this, yeah. in the spiritual realm. Yeah. And we can experience those things. It's not taboo. It's not nah. new age, unless nah. you're forcing it, unless you're trying yep. to astral project, yep. unless you're going through divination. New age spirits, is a specific sorcery. thing. It's not just spirit, you know, yeah, no. calling the Enneagram being, or whatever. Being intimate yeah, with man, the Lord that's... in the spirit is not new age stuff. And I know that I get it though. Yes, it's one of those subjects it, we don't though, talk too. about. People will say, you don't need to do any of that. It's like, well, that's true. You don't need to do anything. Right. We're saved, we're saved by grace. Yep. We don't even need to share our faith yep. to be saved. But when you get there, aren't you going to say, man, I wish I could have worked harder. I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have saved more souls. Like, why did I just spend my time worrying about my own salvation when I could have been out there, like, pushing and, and, it? And there are things that strengthen us to do more. 
Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, we were talking about, you know, that post about praying in tongues. It, it is something yeah. that, it does edify you. Like, it is edifying. Yeah, bro. Um, but, yeah, it's a whole other thing. And it's not, like, there, like if you feel shame, and we've talked about this, Josh, because you're not someone who has prayed in tongues, and I think after this episode, I'm going to lay hands on you and pray. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, please do. I see here. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll say this real quick. Um, again, everyone who has listened to this website or this show and uh, paid attention to my testimony and stuff. If, if you know me personally, which most of you who are watching now currently do like cessationist church was a big part of my life. Like the gifts have passed away, even though they technically don't believe that with how they act and stuff. We'll get in that later. But, um, so I do believe the gift of tongues. I do believe in the gifts. Um, I'm what you would call one of those people who have, have been learning. I posted a video on Facebook about tongues and, and learning in that. So like I still have, um, I'm very analytical and very like, yeah, but is this right? Is this true and stuff like this? So like every time my brain likes to think like it likes to doubt everything. So I do believe in gifts and I'm praying for them. And I've come to the point like now for the last year, year and a half where I've been like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. So like for those who are like, oh, well, that doesn't exist and stuff like that. No, I, I do believe it exists. I do believe that gifts are there, um, you know. And I, th- I think so. so yeah. Just like piggyback off that, you know, it's like so even though you're on that journey of discovery, right? We, we're still like different backgrounds, right? Of belief systems. And there's people that mm-hmm. might be out there. Like, listen, if you're being, if you're getting angry that we're talking about this, like, I really would hope that you pray about that. Yep. Like pray about where the heart is in that posture. If you feel shame, um, that you haven't experienced this thing, because I think that like every, cause I say that I believe every Christian can pray in tongues. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm trying to cast shame nope. or create shame mm-hmm. or guilt upon you for not, for not yeah, having to do it. We're all on this journey. We're all on this journey and the Lord highlights things and he gives us things and he has areas mm-hmm. that he wants us to focus on mm-hmm. at different times. Yeah, and you know, like to- at the end of the day, tongues is just a self edification tool. It's, mm-hmm. it is a way to pray to the Lord and the spirit. It's not something that you must do in order to be saved. It, uh, it, it, I don't believe what the classic Pente- the classic Pentecostal tradition of, you know, tongues is the only evidence of Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that is a thing, you know, yeah, that's, 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 that's not what we believe here. Um, I just believe that it is the Lord's will for you to do it. Uh, and in your own timing, pray with the Lord just mm-hmm. continue to be intimate with the Lord, uh, put on the joy of the Lord and, uh, just receive everything he has for you to receive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm never, never here to cast shame or say like, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a real spirit filled believer if you, if you don't do these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's just, yeah, there's right. definitely room for grace. And I hope you hear that, uh, in our hearts yeah. as we, as we share Cause that, that's partially in my journey. That struggle is like, Oh, I haven't done it. So I'm not, am I not doing things right? Or am I not holy enough? Yeah, and so that, that's an accusation from Satan, yeah, you know, it's an attack. And, and like, I, I've come to that point where I feel God and I, I was texting my, my cousin who was responding to that, that post. And I, I was saying, I, I felt the presence of God when I was texting it because I think God, such a gentle exchange too. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, you know, I, I love my cousin, Joe, which is how and, we are too. Yeah. Dave. And mm-hmm. he just like, I don't know. God has just given me this, this confidence that, if he doesn't so choose me to speak in tongues right now, like I have to be like Timothy. I don't want to doubt until I see it. Our experience can't change or our experience can't dictate what the word of God. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here. I want to be blessed even more because I don't see things. So instead of me always focusing on myself and my experience, which it doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, desire the greater gifts and stuff like Paul says, Mm -hmm. but I'm going, I don't also want it to turn into something where it sours me that you've experienced it. And I haven't, Mm, you know? And and so that's what I'm saying is like, God Um, really gave to me this piece that like, Josh, like, you know, you went out and you've seen these things and you've, you've had a little bit of prophecy. You've done a little bit of this, but what is the greater gift that I've saved you, that I've brought you the good news that you're my child. Like now rest in that. And like, just 
just be ready. Just rest you know, in that. Just, just yeah. be ready. Like I have to build yeah. that up first before I can go on. Cause if I don't have the confidence in Christ and what he's done for me, how can I have the confidence in a spirit to go yeah. out and do yeah, those things? Like, um, faith, dude, I want to say faith. one last thing about my testimony. There's three no, things that, I wanted yeah, to that's hit. Fine. We're going to be one was 19 drug overdose called on God came up 21 mushroom overdose, whatever. God took me out of it, brought me into a vision of the wedding feast of the lamb. I didn't quite get to that explanation, but the third one, is really just happened to me recently, which kind of kicked off this whole thing. And it actually happened to me before I got like really depressed after a traumatic event happened. And it really is why the event was so traumatic is because I felt like this was taken from me. It was obscured from my sight. I don't know exactly what happened semantically. I have to pray on it. But an event, it was simply um, the Lord took me, you know, to a place in my body, out of my body. I can't tell. I was somewhere and I saw uh, the like this cloud of existence and it was very, very existential, very scary because everything that ever existed was in this cloud. And then it zoomed out a little further and it was all in God's hand. And mm-hmm. I cannot express to you the amount in detail at extent at this time, the comfort that I felt mm-hmm. knowing that from the beginning to the end, this is all in his hand, brother. And I, f- mm-hmm. so that's really the, the trifold crazy like how do you believe in god why do you believe in god what proof do you have man i got three things i saw i heard he answered like i called he answered i saw and he revealed Mm -hmm. so there's even something beyond sight that is a secret with him that he has the secrets to and he can choose to make them known to who he will and we know in the end there will be no secrets in heaven that from were withheld so there would be a lot of information that you have in heaven that you don't have now to have, to have the information that you have now to give you whatever is necessary so that you are in line with the spirit. I look at that and say, that is Jesus. That is his presence in this world. That is his spiritual. You can touch it. You can hold it. I've got it. You can't take it from me. It's evidence. It might not work for you because Jose's evidence. But this is why Jose believes in Jesus. Yeah. He saved him, he showed him, and beyond that, he revealed him. He, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Yes. You know, it's like... Yes. You know, we there's, we can doubt like Thomas, right? You can. The Lord is willing but, to show up and speak to the one who is seeking him, right? Regardless. To the one who has doubt. Regardless of his doubt, yeah. You know, but like Tom... Like Tom like, yeah, put your hand... I mean, mm-hmm. like, Christ still comes now. And I've seen that so many times doing inner healing. Like when that four-year-old, like I was describing mm-hmm. the four-year-old part of your soul, when that little four-year-old in that person's soul sees Jesus, hears Jesus speak, and that healing is released and flooded over them, man, God always shows up. Jesus always shows up. If you think God doesn't speak today audibly or through vision or through dream, which goes against, that goes against yeah. God's word, mm-hmm. not only that, but he does, and I've yeah. seen it firsthand, yes, it and I've seen dozens of people yes. see it yes, firsthand. Yes, it yeah, part of, part of my journey now, too, is like, God, like, I know you speak to me. I know your spirit's in me. Like, I want to activate this. And I know, like, that whole TikTok thing Holy of Holy Spirit, Spirit activate, activate, yeah, thing. But, it, but it, it, it started off, like, initially, like, that. You no, know, that's what we want, right? We want the Holy Spirit. We have to activate our faith. We have to step in line Allow with the Spirit. Allow him to activate our faith. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. really, like, yeah, real, it's cyclical. It, real our doctrinal faith, theology. Like, yeah, we our get faith comes from God. But we've talked about that, about how we allow God to come in. We allow the obedience to follow that so that our faith is enacted i've said it to i've said it to people in re, in reference to that video paul tells timothy to fan into flame mm-hmm. the gift that he has received well, the laying on of hands the last couple fan episodes that into flame yeah activate the, the last activate, couple episodes that we've had it talks about i pray for the fullness of of God in you, like the spirit of God for the fullness. So that means that he's talking to the church. They've experienced these signs and wonders. They've experienced a part of the spirit. So there is this level of fullness. Like I pray that you would experience the fullness of God within you. Like, so there is a level of, okay, like God, I need you to fill me. I need you to fill me up to I the top. Full. Yeah. I, 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 need, don't, I need a fullness. That's why I say, I don't want a, a partial thing of God. I want the fullness of God. So that's why I want to 
pray and desire those gifts, but I also have to actively engage in that. I have to actively say, okay, God, I've heard the prophetic. Like you've, you've shown me that I need to step into it's that. making the choices. Right. And that's yeah. why it's so important to live pure too, you know, because we were talking about this prior to recording, you know, when you do sin, it's not that God separates from you. It's that you feel separate from God. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that way, it makes you live a certain way. Yep. You know, it's like, well, we shouldn't, trust, we shouldn't yep. trust our feelings. That's true, right? We shouldn't feel that. Fe- we shouldn't trust that feeling of, well, now I'm condemned or now I'm guilty. Now I'm not living. You know what I mean? Now the Lord, I don't feel the Lord. Now I don't feel the Lord. Oh, the Lord is gone from me. No, he's not. That's a lie from the devil. And he did that on purpose. <laughs> you know, you got your mm-hmm. flesh to indulge and then you fell. Now you feel separate because mm-hmm. that's what sin does. It makes Give you a feel separate. You're not actually separate. It makes you feel separate. The blood's already covered it all. So get yourself out of the gutter. Stop eating the pig slop. Come back to the home because yeah. he's going to put the ring on you and cloak you and give you a party because he'll do that every single time. How many times? Yeah. 70 times, seven times, I say. <laughs> yeah. like, and if you, you eat of that, um, or 77 times seven, whatever it is, you eat of that uncleanliness, you're filling yourself with uncleanliness, you know, that pig yeah, slop. Yeah. So you, you got to go back to the father to get yeah, rid of and that. He's right there. He's ready. got a he's buffet. Right there, he's got a buffet of good food waiting yeah. for you. So set um, up a table in the, amongst yeah. the presence of my enemies. So we're going to wrap this episode up. Mm. I want to thank Jose for coming back. You know, we're probably going to have yep. him on some episodes. Um, we're hoping to have another guest um, this upcoming week. Um, if we can get him, we, it's not confirmed yet, but uh, we've been working on trying to get a local pastor um, on here. So we'll eventually get him on. It's just um, I'm going to have yeah, vacations. Yeah. So whatever, whenever this recording goes out it'll be like the week after this one but um you know i'm gonna be taking vacation here for a couple weeks to get my mind uh sane from work (laughs) um so we'll have a couple weeks off here but uh, we're gonna try to keep pumping out some you know social media stuff and um again we appreciate you guys for listening and watching uh we really do um we really think that this is uh for God. And and that's what we pray. We pray before every episode. So uh, share, like, uh, go to our website, check it out, go to our merchandise shop. Guys, the shirts really do feel good and they're really awesome. Um, So let us know what you guys think. If you guys have prayer requests, we really want to pray with you guys. Um, You know, we have that on the website as well. Uh, Let us know how we could pray. Facebook, uh, John has been working on the Instagram account. Um, so we do have an Instagram account. Um, yeah, 12 Stones Media. Yes, please please watch our videos too. Kiefer works a ton on that stuff. Um, he does a great job. So um, More YouTube shorts will be coming too. Yeah. I know, yeah. people like that fast food content. You know, we got yeah. to produce it for you. So. It's healthy fast food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah brother. But uh, yeah, God bless and, and have a great day, guys. Yeah, God bless. Shalom. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you're on. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We hope that you had a good time and hope the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.